Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Bobcat and Rattler fans and welcome to this Wednesday's edition of Bobcat Radio here on the 18th of October. This is your co-host Kyle Owen and today I'm joined by my producer Joey Gonzalez and co-host Presley Davis. Got a lot to cover today starting off with the red hot Texas State soccer team but before we get to all that let's throw it to Presley for a word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. So, like I was saying, guys, we're going to get things started off with Texas State soccer. Took Got a win at Troy this past weekend in uh, 2-1 fashion. It was a close one. The Troy Trojans came out ahead first and uh, were able to hold that lead until nearly the end there and then uh, held a tie up until, I think, about two minutes left in the game. And then a, 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 a ball found the back of the net for the Texas State Bobcats. They were able to come, come away with the win in Troy, Alabama on Sunday or Saturday um, and we're able to get that out of the way and they got South Alabama coming to town here uh, and then actually tomorrow and uh, South Alabama not a not an easy team eight one and six that's six ties yeah that is six ties eight wins and one loss and then uh, they they do pretty good at putting things in the net. They got a they got a lot of goals on some teams. Even beat Southern Miss this past week uh, with a score of eight to one. So uh, obviously they know how to find the find the back of the net. But uh, sometimes they do stale out a little bit and uh, got a lot of zero zero ties as well. So um, expect uh, Texas State soccer and the Alabama South Alabama Jaguars to uh, to be com- pretty competitive here on homecoming week for the Bobcats. Yeah, looking forward to the matchup. Texas State has played them 10 times in total, and they've only beat them once, seven losses, two ties. So Texas State really going to have to um, step up to the pitch on Thursday. Giancarlo Cacho and Colton Gibson will be on the call for that one. Um, Maddie Goss really stepped up in the game on Saturday, and she's going to have to do it again. Currently fourth in the Sunbelt Conference when it comes to goals with eight at the moment, but the Sunbelt Conference leading goal scorer is currently for South Alabama at the moment. That is Jasmine Green. So Texas State's going to have to shut down Green and those Jaguars. I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup. They're the Bobcat soccer complex. So if you have the time, make sure to um, go out and go watch some Texas State soccer. You know, looking at this Troy game leading into the South Alabama game, soccer clinched a spot in the Sunbelt Conference tournament. And that first half was a little rough. Even Coach Holman said, you know, a quote for him. He says, we made some adjustments at halftime and we are much better and more focused. So things happen. But the team was obviously, after halftime, was able to go out, find the grind, and find what they needed to do. They knew they had a job. They were there for a reason. So facing the South Alabama team gives you confidence knowing we could recover from that. So if the girls just, okay, last week, you know, had a bit of a tough time first half, just came back second half, we could do it again. No one said we couldn't. So the South Alabama team is going to be tough, like you said, Kyle. You know, we were saying earlier, they either score or they don't. You know, there's not an in-between. So it's going to be a tough game. But I think Texas State will put up a fight, and especially after the weekend they just had. 
Yeah, I definitely believe they will be able to as well. South Alabama tied for second place in the Sunbelt Conference West Division with 14 points, tied there with Arkansas State. Their conference percentage record is actually the exact same as the Texas State Bobcats, even though the Bobcats have five wins, one loss, and one tie. South Alabama's win percentage with a four win, zero losses, and three ties in the Sunbelt Conference will match that conference percentage at 786 average right there. And the Bobcats. Bobcats are solidified as the number one team in the Sunbelt Conference right now with the most points in the East and the West Division with 16 points. James Madison leads the East with 15. So Texas State soccer, obviously off to a really, really good season uh, on track to uh, to keep um, to have one of the best uh, best records in program history by the end of the season. So uh, always going to look forward to that. Like you said, Joey, if you can get out Thursday, go ahead, get out there, support your girls on uh, homecoming weekend, and it should be a good one. So uh, moving on, another team that's uh, that's going to be away this week um, for homecoming, unfortunately, um, a team that played here last weekend, which is the Tech State volleyball team, uh, beat Southern Miss in their seven set match uh three to nothing on friday and then three to one on saturday so dropping one of those sets all weekend long and that's not too bad if you are the tech state bobcats and uh you like to see those wins especially uh some of the ones that they won pretty handily there at the end i know they dropped the second set um in that second day against southern miss but came right back out in their third and fourth sets of those days and and absolutely dominated those matches so a uh, great job by the tech state volleyball team um by putting up uh putting up big numbers and then just doing a doing a great job against a uh a respectable southern miss team yeah Texas state five and oh to begin the month of october with notable wins over james madison on october 1st 3-1 and then a sweep against louisiana in the first full weekend of october but um probably one of the biggest weekends of the season behind that of james madison is when texas state is there in south alabama this weekend um those of you who are not familiar with texas state volleyball um, that was a team who ended Texas State season last year, a 3-0 loss to South Alabama down there in Foley in the Sunbelt Conference championship game. So you got to think the Bobcats are looking for revenge this weekend. And if they could steal two um, down there in in, in uh, Mobile, it's going to be a huge win for Texas State. Lauren Teske's on fire right now. Janelle Fitzgerald looks great as well. And Emily DeWalt is 71 assists away from the all-time Sunbelt Conference assist leader. So a lot to look forward to. Um, but if I was looking to, uh, to see somebody play the most, it's Lauren Teske, but she has been on fire in the past the three, four matches. Yeah, going to Lauren Teske, I have the stat leader pulled up right now. You know, Janelle Fitzgerald, 25 kills. Emily DeWalt, 48 assists. Uh, service aces, Lauren Teske, Emily DeWalt, Courtney Heiser, Jacqueline Lee. Blocks, Lauren Teske, four. Digs, Lauren Teske, 16. She is just dominating. And when you have a team with Lauren and Janelle and Emily, and then you have all, I know we talked about beginning of the season, we have all these newcomers, all these freshmen, all these transfers. And just the way this team is working together this season is just they're set up for success. And Coach Hewitt has worked with these girls, and the way he set them up, it's just for success. And so going into this weekend, wanting that revenge is going to be a good game. 
Yeah, Coach Hewitt has done a really good job so far this season of, uh, like you said, setting up their team for success. But uh, Texas State this weekend wants that success as they are going to be fighting for the number one spot in the West Division against South Alabama. Both teams have a conference record of 7-1, and one, and the winner of that match will be most likely the solidified number one seed in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament that's coming up here in a couple weeks. And on the other side of the uh, of the the conference the east division another tie up there at top with james madison and coastal carolina both with a seven and one record so uh honestly you know tech state volleyball just i mean they're gonna have to just keep rolling 10 10 wins five losses all time against uh south alabama there and uh and like you mentioned that that last match uh texas state dropped them all and uh that third match that they got that the third set of that um, that match that they dropped, uh, you know, it was a 13 to 25 loss for the Bobcats. So they're, like you said, definitely going to be looking for revenge here soon. Uh, and, uh, you know, a good trip down to Mobile. It's not going to be easy. And uh, the Bobcats, you know, they'll go ahead and and uh, take on the Jaguars October 21st on Friday at 6 o'clock. Mobile, Alabama, the Jaguar gym. And then right back at it in the, uh, in the afternoon on Saturday, October 22nd at 1 p.m. And those games will be broadcast on ESPN Plus. So be sure to tune in and watch your Lady Bobcats if you get the chance to do so but uh we're gonna go ahead quick take a quick break real quick uh out of time for this first half of the segment don't go anywhere though you're listening to bobcat radio right here on ktsw 89.9 and welcome back to this wednesday's edition of bobcat radio in the studio with me i've got my producer joey gonzalez co-host presley davis and this is your host kyle owen so i'm talking about some texas state soccer and volleyball on the first half of this episode but uh going going ahead moving forward into the gridiron sport of football and uh texas state football took a tough loss this past weekend to the troy trojans 14 to 17 the defense really showed out in that game holding troy in the first half to uh only like 56 total yards or something like that and then uh and then moved on, and uh, Troy started dominating a little bit more on the line of scrimmage and was able to work their way up the field a little bit more against the Bobcats and uh, just kind of slipped away from the Bobcats in that one. Um, Honestly, uh, it didn't look like the Bobcats were ever in the game, even though they were the whole time, Um, but uh, that that offense just never could get those gears turning and moving and uh, just fell up and fell short. Um, and uh, shows on the scoreboard, 14-17 to 17, uh, at Troy this past weekend. Well, there are some positive takeaways. Uh, um, big struggle with Texas State um, recently has been their second-half struggles. I mean, look at the game against Nevada and ran away with it. The game against Baylor, they were in it in the first half. It got away from them. JMU, I don't know if they were ever in that <laughs> one. But then um, finally going to Troy, which is a team who's had their number for years, and finally Texas State. Uh, Kyle, you mentioned it wasn't a close game, but on the scoreboard, I mean, they they were still in it towards the last second. So finally, Texas State um, stepping up to the plate. I mean, you just came up off a win against App State. So you got to think some of the momentum was still there. I think the defense uh, played great as they've done all year long. But it's just that that offense just needs that tiny little spark to get them going. I mean, it's one of their best starts in recent memory. So Texas State is on the right foot right now. Um, does their best away game in quite some time. So if Texas State can just clean up those second half troubles, I think that the team um, 
whenever they go back on the road, they have a chance. I mean, they've played so good at home. So it's really you clean up the errors on the road and Texas State could have a near six win season. You know, this offense, we've said it all year. It's just something's not clicking. The defense, defense isn't perfect. You know, there's always room for improvement. But this offense, they just, for some reason, are having a hard time moving the ball. And there's a lot at stake this week. And you don't want to lose your undefeated at home record at homecoming. You know, we're fa- they're facing a new Sunbelt opponent this weekend. And between Texas State and Southern Miss, one of them are looking for that top three spot in Sun Belt in the Sunbelt West division. So it's like this week is you out of grind. Do you have to go to work and know, okay, this game on Saturday might be the biggest game because here's what's at stake. Here's what I have to prove. And so hopefully Spavadol's with them, you know, telling them we've been undefeated at home. You don't want to disappoint. I know the crowds have been bet Like there was, I think, Last week or family weekend, it was the seventh biggest crowd in Bobcat yeah, Stadium. Seventh you know? biggest in Bobcat Stadium in history, and then the largest of Sunbelt Conference so history. It's like, so you have all this coming to you now, but you still have to perform. And that's one thing about any sport. You can get people to back you, but you have to s- perform and prove you deserve to have them behind you. So hopefully, this Texas State team can get it. You know, we're at home. We obviously have a better record at home so hopefully they are able to pull it off so you mentioned it already homecoming this weekend presley you hear you said it first so uh southern miss the eagles come into san marcus to face the bobcats for homecoming both teams a little meek and mild uh in my opinion three and four for the bobcats one and two in the sunbelt conference southern miss three and three on the season one and one in the Sunbelt Conference so far this season. The Bobcats and the Eagles have only played one another twice in their history. The last time was in 2015, and uh, looks like a basketball score looking over here. It was 50 to 56. Uh, the Southern Miss Eagles squeaked away in that one here at uh, Bobcat Stadium, but the Two years prior to that, the Bobcats did get a touchdown win over the Eagles in 2013 in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, 22 to 15. Um, but those are two very, very, very different teams. Obviously, coached by two different, uh, two different coaches, and uh, and uh, we know um, how that 2015 season went. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, hey, this is a it's a new year and uh, a new Sun Belt Conference opponent. So now these two teams are conference opponents, and they will be seeing a lot more of one another. So we'll have a lot more history to talk about here in the next couple of years. But as of now, these two teams have only played each other twice, but it's going to be a good one here in San Marcos on Saturday. Uh, Texas State, like I said, is going to be having their homecoming game. That kickoff is set for 4 o'clock. I believe that's the earliest kickoff at home we've had so far this year. And so uh, expect a little bit of sunshine and uh, be sure to to be sure to, to get out there to support your Bobcats here on homecoming and, and everybody else that, uh, that's involved with homecoming. I mean, we've got, you know, so many great organizations, so many, uh, so many great pieces that, that go into Texas state football. That's not just the football team. So, um, be sure to go out there and not only support the football team, but everybody, uh, Bobcats alike, alumni, former students, uh, at just in general students here now, just support everybody that you can get out there for homecoming this weekend against Southern Miss. But uh, I guess 
that's enough for Texas State football. Um, we are going to move forward to some San Marcos high school football and a team that's yeah, struggling in some ways uh, has been, you know, really detrimented by by injuries so far this season uh penalties have really kicked them uh kicked them in the butt pretty bad and uh, man it's just been it's been a it's been an up and down season you see glimpses of of the great offense that coach walsh knows how to run and and the guys who are running in in isaiah de Leon and and Jaden brown and, and jake rodriguez schultz and all those guys that that know how to move the ball in the backfield just you know just haven't been able to get it done these past couple weeks and uh and uh, got another chance um, against Converse, Converse Judson uh, on Friday, but uh, but took a took a real tough one against Steele uh, this past weekend, and uh, Steele really ran away with that one. Uh, it was not a close game. Um, I mean, the, the 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 Rattlers really tried to, to kind of claw their way back there uh, in the third quarter, but. Um, they 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 did not take advantage of their opportunities that they had. I mean, they they picked up a fumble within like the red zone, and then they ended up getting put back all the way almost to the midfield and had to punt the ball away. And then they turned it over. They got the ball turned over to them again on the next drive, and then failed to convert on an, uh, on a touchdown or anything else in that drive as well. So back to back drives coming out of halftime where you're trailing by three touchdowns. You needed scores weren't able to get them into the end zone, not even, not even some field goals. And, uh, it just, after that steel ran away with it and it, it was not close. Well, I think it's kind of hard to judge the, um, the game last week. Currently, according to Dave Campbell's Texas football steals currently eighth in the state. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to judge a game like that. Um, they did handle shirts Clemens two weeks ago. So if they want to keep that playoff spot, uh, San Marcos is currently fourth right now. They got to get a win against Judson Converse Judson currently ranked second in district 27, six, a with a one and one district schedule and a three and four overall record. I think it's a game that San Marcos should be in the entire duration of the game. And then you only got you only got two games left after that. So you got to think this is one of those critical games in the season that San Marcos has to win because then you you face New Braunfels and East Central who are also fighting for a playoff spot. So you get the win against Judson and you can find yourself um, top two in the district. You know, that's seal game there and they were undefeated, you know, Teams that are undefeated, they're undefeated for a reason. They're not just lucky. They're, it's for a reason. But, you know, they have setbacks. San Marcos has setbacks. And going into this week, here's a quote from Coach Walsh saying, defensively, we had some outside contained problems, but we were able to adjust at half, and we were able to make them turn over the ball the next three times. So obviously, towards the end, they were able, okay, this is what we need to fix. This is... And you just take that into the next game, knowing we don't want that upset again. Yeah, that I mean, feeling. Sorry. No, go you're ahead. good. Go. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like you said, I mean, Steel, they're they were undefeated for a reason, as you mentioned, number eight in state, uh, a, a great team this year, and uh, most likely going to be the district winner. Um, everybody else is uh, is far and few between. Um, but, after steel i mean it, it it goes steel and then there's a big big drop and then there's everybody else in this district but it is a six-team district and like y'all mentioned got to fight for that playoff spot um two teams aren't going to get get that spot and uh they're going to be tough spots to get that's for sure because i mean everybody in this district i mean of course wants to go to playoffs and uh and a judson team that you know usually um usually pretty good 
Uh, not not seeing it this year. They're three and four. I know one of their losses was a forfeit to East Central, so they do have that under their belt. Um, but uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, uh, Judson, you know, just not having the the Judson seasons they're used to. The Rockets are three and four on the season, one and one in district play, as well as the San Marcos Rattlers, the exact same record, three and four in the season and one and one in 27 6 a district play so gonna be a tough one this week the the judson rockets definitely um definitely going to be looking for those playoff spots uh especially um against san marcus who is vulnerable and they know that they can uh they can force san marcus to make mistakes they've seen other teams do it and uh converse judson very disciplined team always has been and probably will be for a long time uh can imagine them uh, going ahead and uh, trying to do some things that San Marcos won't like to uh, to make the move and jump off sides and do a lot of other things like that. But um, but San Marcos for sure will have the Rockets numbers and uh, will be getting um, on their hat as much as they possibly can. So uh, like you said, Converse Judson handled Clemens this past weekend, squeaked by Clemens, um, but it is going to be a great game on Friday at Converse Judson for the Rattlers versus the Rockets. So uh, be sure to tune into that one. We will have it broadcast live right here on KTSW 89.9. It should be myself, Kyle Owen, and Paxton Graff on the call for that one. So be sure to tune in to that with a 7.30 kickoff. Well, uh, I guess that's it for football. We've got we got through all our football. It's time for the uh, the most important thing going on in, in sports right now, in my opinion, uh, the MLB playoffs. It's uh, Mission October, and uh, it's coming down down to the wire. We've got our uh, we've got our conference championships up uh, going on right now, and then uh, and then the the World Series is is right around the corner. So um, last night, the final final team was solidified um, in in the last rounds of the playoffs before the world series the yankees beat the guardians and they will face the houston astros tonight yep so the yankees and the and the astros will be on that one it should be a pretty interesting series i know those two teams hate each other's guts so it should be interesting to see how that one goes what on alvarez has been absolutely just demolishing the baseball in the in the playoffs so far i mean you saw it against the mariners uh had that last minute home run in the in game one of the lds so I expect big things from him. I think uh, Aaron Judge is going to have to step up even bigger than he did in the ALDS. Giancarlo Stanton, I mean, you got two guys that can really crank the ball. So those are two guys that are really going to need to step up for the Yankees. And then uh, Jose Altuve, I mean, there's just so many players. Justin Verlander, I think it's going to be a tight series and should be a fun series to watch over there in the American League. Oh, it's definitely going to be a fun series. I mean, you look at both teams. They both have everything they have all the elements so now it's just a matter of who can go out there on this specific day and be better who can hit the ball just a little bit further than the guy next to him and it's going to be such a fun series to watch they're both great teams they've really been performing all year you know the Yankees kind of had a little hiccup after the all-star break but kind of got back on their horse and they're back they're fighting for a spot in the World Series and the Astros are here to do the same. They're just trying to get to the World Series. So this competition, and there's nothing like postseason anything. Every postseason, the teams are just so different. 
there's just a whole other level that you didn't even know exists. So that's going to be such a good series. Yeah, I'm really excited for this one. Justin Verlander will get the start tonight against Jameson Italian. Uh, Italian. And uh, and that one's going to be a great matchup, especially to start this thing off. Uh, the the the, uh, the Astros um, took a game, eighteen innings this past weekend, so uh, they uh, they they needed the rest. They got the rest, that's for sure. Um, especially with the delay uh, from the Guardians and Yankees game that was moved to yesterday. So uh, so the uh, the Yankees coming fresh off zero days rest, going to the uh, the championship ALCS game and. Uh, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for the Yankees to come come right off and and uh, fly fly over to Houston this morning or probably last night, and uh, got to get back out on their horse and uh, got a baseball game to play here at seven thirty seven is the first pitch or I guess six thirty seven Central Time. That game will be on TBS. So if y'all want to tune in, be sure to get that one out there. Want to watch Justin Verlander, one of the greats, Hall of Famer for sure. Like I said, getting that start tonight. But I mentioned some of the big names: Jordan Alvarez, Aaron Judge, two big home run hitters, and uh, and just two stud players to begin with. Or two in general, um, they're going to be facing off against one another. I mean, and all all series long, I just I'm excited to see who's just who's going to slug it the best. And it's it's going to be a competitive battle, and it's it's going to be like you like you mentioned, who can hit the ball the hardest harder than the guy next to them. And uh, that's, that's just the way you got to do it. And then it's going to be a great series. So I'm uh, very excited for this one. Um, but moving on to the NLCS, the Padres and the Phillies. And the Padres dropped the first game of that series, two to nothing. And it was a good pitching game. But uh, but Joey, I know you have some words for this one. <laughs> well, Zach Wheeler pitched an absolute gem last night. Uh, only allowing the enough. Padres, only allowing the Padres one hit. So, and then Kyle Schwarber with the 488 foot bomb. If you did not see that, you got to go check that one out. Went up into the second deck out there in right field. And I just think after that, it just took all the energy out of the building. Um, but I think if, if the, if you're the Padres, you got to have Juan Soto step up. I mean, you'd need to see him as the guy he once was whenever the nationals won their world series a couple years ago. Uh, Manny Machado, he, he worked some good at bats, but they're also going to need him to step up as well. And the bottom of the order has, has done great all throughout the postseason. So I think it's finally time that the top of the order steps up that one through four hitters they got to do their job and i think if they could do that you just stand up behind blake snell and joe musgrove who are scheduled for games two and three and if you're the phillies you just got to stand behind that pitching rotation who has looked on fire i mean you came back against the cardinals um you dominated the braves so if the pitching stays up for the phillies i think this is a series that um they can kind of control against the padres you know i'm 99.9 percent sure the only padres fan i know I'm almost certain of it, Joey. And so just like seeing these news articles, Padres, you know, win, Padres this. I'm like, you know what? I bet Joey, because I don't know what it's like to have a team go this far in playoffs. So I'm like, I bet Joey is on cloud nine right now and just sitting there so happy for his team. So I'll tell you, I was up to 130 and I, I couldn't <laughs> turn the TV off. So, yeah, I was. I mean, because I don't know what it's like. I don't know if the Texas, maybe Texas Rangers will see it next year. We'll see. But, mm. you know, so I'm like, man, Joey's really living life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
I don't see the Rangers getting there anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, no. But, uh, but I mean, hey, my team's in there. I got the Astros, so I'll take it all day. Uh, you know, the Astros. This is their, they're looking for their fourth World Series appearance since uh, I believe 2017. And uh, man, that's a that's pretty good, pretty good. And uh, the other side of the of the bracket, like we just talked about, um, the Padres and the Phillies. Both of these teams, uh, not necessarily were. I don't think anybody had them going to the World Series. Um, to be honest, except for maybe Joey. Uh, <laughs> no, not even me. <laughs> and uh, but but uh, the other side of things. I mean, hey, everybody saw it. I mean, everybody wanted this this Yankees and Astros matchup. I mean, it was the two teams, uh, two teams in the American League that that uh, that we knew that that were going to. I mean, they were going to dominate, and 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 the Astros definitely have done it. The Yankees struggled a little bit um, against the Guardians. I know that I know that you know ne- not necessarily dominated the Mariners that that series. I mean, they the Mariners took that thing down to the wire. They had them. I mean, on the ropes in Game One, on the ropes in Game Two, and then took them 18 innings, and and they couldn't even put a run on the board at their home stadium for the first time. And geez almost 30 years and uh they just weren't able to get anything anything going so um unfortunate there for the mariners but uh the astros you know they they, they took it handily and they got some needed rest and uh and i think that it's just going to be it's going to be a great couple couple games uh leading up to the world series and i'm excited to see um that that matchup whoever comes out of either side uh but uh but anyways uh that's pretty much it but um before we get things going uh you got some weather joey yeah, currently 62 degrees outside with a slight breeze at two miles per hour. You'll see wind gusts of about five miles per hour. Uh, currently feels like 71 at the moment. So if you're going to go outside, bring a jacket. I know I have my Padres hoodie on right now. <laughs> so um, yeah, getting a little chilly, bring a jacket, maybe some shorts, and I think you'll be good for the day. But other than that, yeah, currently 62 degrees outside and sunny. Yeah, appreciate it, Joey. Well, like I said, that's going to be our time for today. Be sure to keep up with everything Texas State and San Marcos related by following us on KTSW Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. That is at KTSW Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for all things Texas State and San Marcos related. So for Presley Davis and Joey Gonzalez, I'm Kyle Owen, and thank you for listening to this Wednesday's edition of Bobcat Radio. Let's get you back to the other side of radio.